0: You're listening to Awakening with Rabbi Ami Silver on the Shefa Podcast Network. Join Rabbi Ami as he shares the wisdom of the Hasidic Master Rabbi Kolonimus Kalman Shapira of Piasetzna. Through the Piasetzna Rebbe's various works, Rabbi Ami guides us on a unique path of healing, transformation, and awakening to experiencing the divine that is steeped in the Jewish mystical tradition.
1: We're learning the Torah of the Piyasetzna Rebbe, of Kalanomus Shapiro and sometimes referred to as the Eish Kodesh. Wanted to be called the Baal Chovat HaTalmidim because he really loved the book he wrote, For Young Children, above all. Um, but we're going to be learning tonight a piece from his Sefer, Derech Um We're not going to get through the whole piece tonight. We'll start it tonight. We started it last week, actually. we we'll started again this week. And... Um, We'll be learning it this week and next week, I, I gather. What's your name? Lazar. Laza. Laza. Ami. Hey. Um, if there's anything I say in Hebrew or in English that doesn't make sense, stop me. Uh, you're welcome to chime in here. Okay. Um, you can use this. Okay. <laughs> so, this is a drasha the Rebbe gave in 1930. Tafre Sadi and Parsha Nasso. Yeah, no, would anyone object to me turning the heater off? I feel like it took the chill out of them. Mm-hmm. The, you see the little switches on top next to the dial? In the box, above, above the electric box? There's two, two switches up there? Yeah, just flip them back. Thank you. Okay. Thanks. So, Ruby starts by quoting um, from the Birkat Kohanim by the Hashem commanded Moshe to command Aaron and his children to give the following bracha to Bnei Israel. Any questions in the room? You know this one. Any Kohanim in the room? You know this one. Name Yevrecha, Hashem biishmerecha, Ya'ir Hashem panaverecha, Vichenata Yisar Hashem panaverecha, V'yosem chashalom. And the pasuk ends, V'samu et shmiy abnei Israel vani averchem, which means after the priestly blessing. God says, and they will place my name upon the children of Israel, and I will bless them. So everybody has a question on this. we need to understand. It seems in the beginning of the Pasuk that the Kohanim are the ones who should give a blessing. This is the way you should bless the Jewish people. And at the end, God is saying, I'm going to give them a blessing. Only me. Only God. They're not giving the blessings to Jewish people, they're just putting my name on them. Can you hear the question? Who's the Shmi? Hashem's name. Me. Shmi. Shmi. They, yeah. the Kohanim, will, God, God says, they will put my name on B'nai Israel, and I, God, will bless them. The Kohanim, will put God's Shmi. name on upon them. Okay. So we're not going to get to an answer to this question till the end of the Joshua, Okay. But but this dynamic of the, some people doing something and this this mysterious aniya Achem, this is sort of the entry point in here. Okay. Rabbi says. Quote Medrashtan Khuma, Rabbinic source, Amar Baruch Hakarushbarakhu. Ballam Hayta ruhino tenet bachem chokhma. Midrash says in God's speaking on God's behalf, so to speak. In this world, my ruach, my spirit, no tenet bachem chokhmah, gives wisdom to you. It's chokmat you. Ula atid anino ten bachem chokhmah. But in the future, I will give chokmah to you, or place into you, chokmah, and bring you to life, give you life. It says in, in Yechezkel, this is the end of the, in, in the prophecy of the, the dry bones. That's familiar to some of us. The God says, I will give my Ruach into you, and you will come to life. So, Midrash is saying, in this world, it's kind of a subtle, mysterious thing, the Rebbe is going to parse this out for us, but just to, to lay the groundwork, in this world, God says, my Ruach is giving you chokhmah." My Ruach, my spirit. In the future, I will give you chokhmah and give you life. Not my ruach, some kind of direct I. Okay? the difference here. But now the Rebbe has a question about this midrash too. It seems like within this midrash itself, the statement at the beginning of the midrash and at the end of the midrash that's coming to prove or to support the statement, they don't really seem to, to go together. Right? The Midrash was saying that God says, I'm going to give you Chokhmah in the future, not my Ruach. But then they bring a Pasuk that says, baken, and I'll give my Ruach to you. It seems to be exactly the opposite of what the Midrash just said that, that's being set up. Now it's another reason. Let's try to see, let's try to examine this, understand this on a simple level. Right now in our current existence, the chokhmah, the wisdom, where I would say we'll, we'll see, we're not just talking about wisdom here, we're talking about the fund most most basic level of consciousness that we have. Is Miphina Ruach Shalamama. It's given to us a ruach from above. It's it's a spirit from, from God. Like, where does your consciousness reside? Where does it come from? What is it? You can't touch it, you can't point to it. It's Ruach, it comes from Ruach There's some kind of spirit from God that imbues us with, with consciousness. In this world, I'm giving you, my Ruach is giving you Chokhmah. It's the vehicle for bringing Chokhmah to, to, to us. But in the future, the difference will be that the chokhmah we receive will not be through this means of ruach, of spirit, but it will be God giving us directly chokhmah, not through spirit, but from God's own self. Ani noten chokhmah. The Rebbe's going to explain it. <speaking in Hebrew> Everything that exists, the universe, physical universe, spiritual realms, angels, anything you can... Talk about an existence, it comes, its root is in Ruach Shemala, as it says, Uvur, Peef, Koltzva, am Kanoda. I'll read to the end of the sentence and explain. Mm-hmm. Everything that exists is. Kept alive, so to speak, is given its existence from God's spirit, from God's ruach. As it says, ruach piv, the breath of God's mouth is what gives life. Right? You read the Torah, how does God create the world? Through speaking. Through speaking. So there's words, but, but the thing that carries life itself is what we call God's breath. Ruach piv. Okay, it's just a helpful image to have. It's obviously not like literal breath, like our breath, but Ruach Pi is what, what, what carries life. Well, that's true of everything else. Everything that exists in the world except for the source, that, he says, but the root of Israel, the root of the souls of Am Israel, the root of Israel, is not from Ruach, is not from God's breath. It's from what's called chokhmah, from God's own wisdom, God's own mind as Midrash explains, Yisrael luba b'machshavah. Which means that t'chila. That before creating the world, before putting together physical, material existence, before even beginning to create, there was this thought that Hashem had. This primordial thought of Am Yisrael, of the root of Yisrael. So according to the Chachamim, the whole building then of creation is to build a context for whatever that purpose of Am Yisrael, that God was dreaming up and thinking of, to take place in. So what the Rebbe spelling out here is that the root of Am Yisrael is in something that precedes Ruach, that precedes the breath, that precedes the speech. It's a more primal, um, part of the process of creation, and it also originates within God, not from a breath that comes into creating. He's gonna he's gonna flesh this out more. Okay, it's a bit out here. It's a bit esoteric, but it's from a place which is called Atzilut, Dihu v'Chayu Hichad. It's a place that's called Atzilut, which in one sense of that word just it means total nearness. A place in which, as a quote from the Zohar, he and his life are one. A place that's completely unified with God's own being. So, everybody's with us. We're talking about Ruach, God's Spirit, God's Choch, and we have no idea what these things mean. Well, let's take in a human analogy to try to understand what this distinction is. What does it mean for something to exist from Ruach and from Chochmah? Ruach pe Kiva'a shnit l'chutz nifran ma'at min ha'adam ha'moshiyo Think about the breath in your mouth. The moment breath comes out of your mouth, it separates from your body. It's no longer inside of you. V'ha-chochmah Ak shenitkale v'yamar chochmah tal But wisdom, or a thought, even if you bring it out into the open and you share it with somebody else, you tell it to somebody else, Your wisdom, your thought, is still within you completely as much as it was before you shared it with somebody else. You can bring it out, and it doesn't leave you. That's chokhmah. You can share and it doesn't leave you, it stays in its root within you. But Ruach, you put it out there and then it's by default it separates from you. So, there is going to use this analogy to to try to understand what this medrash means. What's this world? The Ruach, and the next world is the Chokhmah. In this world. What does it mean? My Ruach gives you Chochmah. The way that we receive consciousness from God, it's, it's by way of Ruach, which means that it's going to be slightly separate from God. Our conscious existence in this world is always going to have a, even the slightest degree of, of separation from its source. We're, or, or I'll say in other words, we are never going to have fully unified chokhmah with God. We always are going to walk around with a sense of separateness. And then he's going, to say, So some of the ramifications of that are, first of all, we, it means that we can't really comprehend something that's beyond that mode of, of relationship. Another ramification of our consciousness being separate from God, even to the slightest degree, is that we cannot do with it what we want. It's not really God's anymore. So I can use my chokhmah and my da'at. I can do things that are completely ungodly. We're talking like kind of in a very high way, but the Rebbe talking about some, some very basic um, questions of, you know, if me, my mind, my soul, if I come from God, how is it possible that, okay, so there's something godly about me, but I can be completely not godly? Like, how does that work? So the means by which he's really so such, it's Ruach. You have God's God breathed into you and said, heit, Go do something good. But but because it's on a level of Ruach, because it's, it's, it's in such a way that it's going to have a degree of separation, so you actually have free reign to do things that are completely not godly even now, our root is still in Chokmah It's still in God's own thought, mind, consciousness, whatever those things really mean. But in Chokmah, that part of God that doesn't actually leave when it's shared out outward, right? Like my my thinking, I don't lose any wisdom when I share it with somebody else. So God created us, and there's the root is still rooted within God's own. Being but the way that we receive it and the way that we carry it is gonna be with a degree of separation. But just listen he, he just he gives such a, a beautiful term here that, that we're just we're gonna keep coming back to. Where does our root where is our root in God's Chochmah? It's in what's called ha'ani Mala. The word I mean, you know, means I, right? the I above, ha'ani shalmala, which I think simply speaking has to, is a way of articulating God's own sense of identity, God's own being, the, the God's I, God's self. That's where our root comes from. But the wisdom that we have, the consciousness that we carry in this world, so our root is in God's own self, God's own identity. But the the wisdom, the the consciousness we carry in the world is Ruach, is something that's left God, something that's a bit separate. And so then, because I have a root that's completely bound in God, and I have a consciousness that's separate from God, so, I could just live a total existence that's only in that separate realm. Right? My whole life, I could just have that separate existence. <laughs> if I only want to walk through the world with my own private consciousness, <laughs> not only will the Anish mala never be revealed, Thing. Not only will God's being, God's identity, God's self not show itself through us, but your own deeper identity will never be revealed. This stuff makes sense. It's it's like it's very kind of like big things he's saying. Um, you feel like even just on his. Terms that are we following? We have questions? Don't be shy. There's part of what I'll be saying there's a split here between who I am in my core, in my root, and how I am in my existence in this world. I have a root that is something much more profound and deeply bound up within God's own self. That is my root before I was created and after I was created. That is my root and that doesn't change. But what changes is that at the same time, I have this separate da'at, this separate chokhmah, this separate consciousness that my life kind of flows with. Can we say that Ani connected to ego? Is it helpful for you to understand it that way? (laughs) I'm not sure what you mean by ego. Ani mala means God's... Whatever it means for God to say, I. That's what we're talking about when we say, "Ha al-Mala. And when it relates to us, we're not there yet. We're not y- there yet. But, but what he's saying now is that the Anisha mala is where we come, is where our root is, where we're rooted. I've been in classes where they say the Jewish soul is different, non-Jewish soul. So does this apply to everyone or just Jews? Uh, well, all I know is what he's writing in front of me yeah. right now. Um, he doesn't really seem to be, you know, talking in that direction. But he's talking about Israel, and he says this is Israel. Israel the um, Machshava. We'd have to ask him what he says about other people. So why is it that if I only walk with my daat in this world, I'll never access my my real that root identity, all the most that I can hope to uncover of myself. Again, walking through the world with my own daat, the most I can come to is always going to be on that level of ruach piv, of a, a separate, a separate being. Separate existence from God, a separate consciousness. It could be profound, it could be brilliant, it could be life saving, it could be one of the most amazing da'at that has ever been in this world, but it might not be touching the roots of, of my identity and it might not be touching the Anisha Mala. So, so far we're talking about these two tiers, Olam Hazeh and La'atid. Olam is it says, This more elevated level that the Midrash calls the future, I, the Ani giving us and life. It's something that we need to prepare. Not prepare for, actually prepare, like you're preparing a meal. Like we have to get the ingredients together and put them in the pot. Like we have to start that <coughs> process. <laughs> each, each israel, israel. The Rebbe likes to use the word Israel, not the word Jew, not a Yehudi. He calls, and, and, and it's because of some of the things we've we've already seen here that there's such there's a root identity called Israel. So the Rebbe, oftentimes, he's always going to be using the term of a Yisrael, an Ish Yisrael. It's, it's a chov, an obligation for each member of Yisrael, to bring ourselves closer to redemption. It says in the Talmud Yerushalmi, This is maybe a quote you've heard before. Anyone for whom the Veta HaMikdash, the temple, was not built in their days, it's as if it was destroyed in their days. Hmm. He says that there's a, there's a certain understanding of those words beyond the, the, the surface level that I just said, which is, Shekol ish im yamav Beit HaMikdash What does it mean? Anyone for whom the Beit HaMikdash wasn't built in their days. It means that each one of us needs to take our days and use them to build the portion of the Beit HaMikdash that belongs to us. (laughs) Leave not Beit Hamikdash Shalom. That individual piece that you have to bring forth redemption. That's your job in your 20 years on this planet is to bring your part of redemption. Leave not Beit Hamikdash To bring yourself closer to Gu It's not your job to build the whole Beit Hamikdash. The, 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 the statement of the Gemara isn't. According to this reading, it's not saying, did the whole world, was the whole world redeemed? Did, did, is the beta Hamidrash standing when you leave this world? The question—that's not a question that that I have such a part in on that level. The level that I have a part in is what happened to your stones. What happened to to the portion that 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 belongs to you? Did you manage to bring your yourself closer to your private? your private, individual soul's redemption. Why is this relevant? Because we said we need to pave the way. We need to take the steps towards that greater level of relationship where we receive our our consciousness comes from Ani, Shelma'la from God's own self rather than a separate huach. So how how is it that we bring ourselves closer to that future reality? Yecholim, it's possible al emunash emunah shelma'ba Hashem through emunah Hashem. What is the word emunah mean? What's emunah shleimah b'Hashem? It's not a trick question. What? <laughs> total, faith. total faith. Total faith. I like you use the word total. I think a lot of people will say uh, complete faith or perfect faith. But we're going to see that. So first of all, I don't know about you, but I read this and it's like, it's like, oh, but there's hope. You can do it. Through what? Emunah Bashem. b'Hashem. And it's like, oh. Okay. That, that, all of a sudden that doesn't sound so accessible. I don't know about you, but for myself, it's like it's like, oh, oh and then Ugh. oh, so I guess that's for somebody else, right But uh, throw out the window for a minute what you think muna means, what you think faith means, and what, what shlema means because we're not talking about perfect faith. we're talking about a muna that is more closely to, to what you're saying is total meaning with all of what I bring. A faith that includes all of me. Not that's perfect. You hear the difference? You hear the difference between saying perfect faith and saying believing in God with all of you? Right? And when we're talking about the process of of an individual person, each one of us, doing our part in this world to come to that redemptive place of closeness with God that is also a root and is also something of the future, but but it's it's a very private and individualized thing. So so the term Amunashleima makes a lot more sense when we're talking about the whole person and not perfection. Okay the, the, the Rabbi will walk us through this, but uh, it's important I think to just lay these things out so I mean, we we have like a, a language for, for what we're reading here. What does this mean? Why why can a munashlema bring me to to touch, to come closer to to my consciousness, my wisdom, my thinking that it it's, comes from God's own identity, God's self. i say, I think, more exactly, precisely, from the place in which I am rooted in God. How is it that I can get beyond my those bounds, those limits of my own conscious mind, which the Rebbe said is from ruach, is separate. It's separate. It's great. We have a life where we experience ourselves as separate, as, as individuals. How could I possibly get beyond that? So the saying that Muratoma Amin the thing that can be a bridge to step beyond the bounds of my da'at is a munah, is a munah. But how exactly do we, we do this faith thing? What do we use to believe in God? Okay, I know that I use my hands to, to do that. Ahava Okay, you want to take something less, less, uh, less bodily. Love for God. So I have a... There's a part of me that, that loves. And the love within me, I can use that to love God with. Uv'mahu Amin. But with what do I believe? What part of me do I flex? Do I use? Do I build to to have this thing, to do this thing called People think that it's enough to believe with my brain, with my thoughts. That it, I can I have a thought I believe in God. Who is above my understanding and above all existence? But, but in that way, all I am only believing with my in my thoughts. It's not emunah It's not total emunah. It's not whole emunah. It's thinking. It's it's intellectual emunah. This is how most people think about emunah. I have to think of the thought of believing. And somebody who really believes thinks the thought of believing stronger. <laughs> it's not enough to only believe in something that's beyond my mind. It's not enough to just believe that there's something that exists beyond my mind. My Emuna. My Emuna is with that which exists beyond my mind. That is what I use. That is what I access. That is where I mean Emuna. Is by accessing something of my of my own being, something of myself that's beyond that's beyond my mind. There are things beyond our minds. Even the smartest of us and that's what I need to use that's where I need to go to have emunah not to think the right thoughts right if you you understand Hebrew I'm going to read it just through once in the Hebrew because the, the sort of poetic contrast is where he really kind of drives the point home it's not enough to believe in something beyond me Belief comes with that which is beyond me. Well, beyond my mind, not beyond me. Beyond my seicha. Not to just think with my thoughts that I believe. Because that kind of emunah is only on that level that we've talked about tonight. Ruach piv. Ruach God's breath. It's something separate. It comes it's all bound within my separate individual consciousness that's detached from God that's detached from God it's not going to take me above that to the root that we need to reach. and more so. If, if I'm only believing with my mind. Which is something that's going to be separate from God. I'm always going to stay on the outside. <laughs> because my etzem, my, my my core, my essential self, etzem Yisrael, the root. Of Israel, which is remember it lives the in God's own maqshava, in the anishalmalah, God's own identity. I will never have discovered that or attached myself to that or connected to God through that. I will only have connected to God through my separate thinking. And so as much as I have a strong and refined sense of intellectual belief, I will always be Nish I will always remain on the outside. On the outside of what? On the outside of what? Of the ani. Of the ani. What is it? What? I'm always going to be separate from my own root. My own root is where I meet God, where emunah is able to be whole, is able to find, Is that's where the home base is. And as long as I'm only operating... Um, within that, the balance of my Sekha, of my da'at, I'm going to be outside myself even. I'm not even going to really access my root. So it, would it, is it like saying that in order to get to your own root, you have to go outside what you're saying? Well, I don't know if it's an outside. It's a beyond the mind. Okay. It's beyond the mind. Not necessarily beyond the self. Right. I would say <clears throat> actually, truly, into the self, but not bound by the mind's limitations. The higher self. I mean, anisha mala is probably a close translation to higher self, right? But, but here it's capital self. It's anisha It's God's Ani. You know that one of the names of God is Ani. Ani. When we say uh, uh, Shana Rabbah, and and throughout Sukkot, Aniwo Oshiana, Aniwo Oshiana. So it's from Mishnah and Sukkot and, and the, the Rishonim, you know, we're, we're saying names of God, we're saying names of God. Ani Hashem Elokei Chem, Hashem Tzait L'Chemeritzu God calls, calls name Ani. That's that's what Rabbi is talking about also. VeHashem haMa Anochi Hashem Elokecha, Lo Anochi Hashem Lubav. Rakam Elokecha, right? At our Sinai, in the Torah, the first thing Hashem said was, Anokhi Hashem kecha." I am Hashem, your God. Lo Anokhi Hashem, it wasn't, I am God. It wasn't, hi, let me introduce myself. Rakam Elokecha, it was, I am Hashem, your God in the singular. Lo Elokeichem Lashon Rabbi. not, all of your God. Rak Elokecha Lashon Yachid, private, individualized, one-on-one address. I am Hashem, your God. Shitzari Chayish the Kabel El Al Atzmo BePrat Et Eloku Toi This means that each person needs to accept upon themselves individually. El parach, the divinity of Hashem. Everyone needs to... Wait, this is the first mitzvah of the Torah. <speaking in Hebrew> the first mitzvah of the Aseret Tadiket. It's actually the root of the source of... For those who think it's a mitzvah to believe in God, this is what it's based on. So we're saying the mitzvah to believe in God is for you as an individual to take God into you. <speaking> in <Hebrew> and also to attach to God your own individual essence and root. It's, I'm going to bring God into myself as an individual, and I'm going to attach myself as an individual to God through my own root, through the place where I come from. That's, that's how, this is the cue of believing God. This is the fulfillment of that mitzvah, of that reality and when we don't when we're not so long that we don't attach our individual selves and roots to god may eat all we can really be testifying to and saying is hashem is the god but i can't yet say hashem is my god and you hear the that it's always a it's always a two-way street. It's always bringing God into me individually and bring myself individually to God. It's not enough to just it, it's because it's because when that happens, both are happening at the same time. And for, for Hashem to really be my God, it happens through attaching myself, me, finding a root that's me in its core. That's that's part of it. It's not... There's two parts of that relationship that come together. So emunah, again, faith, it needs to be with our essence, with our root, and not just a thought. I want to I bring something you did, you did that you brought up last week.
0: And
1: we talked last week about the experience of being in utero and then living out in the world. I think it's a good mashallah. I think it's a good analogy. Because when we are in the womb, we are in somebody else's ani. Right? In somebody else's body and being. We don't breathe our own air. We don't eat our own food. We don't. Yet we are. That's we where we are formed. Our bodies, our our minds, our senses—they're all formed there. When we come out, we get separated. Now we're breathing. Now we're in ruach, land, right? And and one of the meanings of the word emuna um, in in Oman is a um, nursing mother, Moshe said to the God uh, that I've carried these people like a like a, a wet nurse has carries its child. you In Oman, one who does the act of emuna is the one who is it's feeding the child from its source of. Of being, emuna is that link back to the place where we come from. You hear that? You, you hear this? And also, like it, it's also why in you know, Oman is a craftsman or an artist or an artisan. oman is art because emuna mm-hmm. is is a process of bringing something into being. Bringing something into being. A, a mother brings the child into being. An artist brings a, a work of art into being. And our avodah v'emunah is, on some level, it's bringing ourselves into being, into, in, in the most root and core identity of who we are and where we come from. It's bringing that shoresh, that root identity into being, by connecting to our source with all of ourselves. arihu, he's going to give us an example now of what it looks like to practice emuna with our root and not just with our thoughts. And how do I believe in God beyond my thinking? beyond my thoughts? shashivu that's one. person needs to awaken. we need to awake, awaken within ourselves a concern. The degree of worry about how sort of low we live. I need to have a sense of man, what's going on with me? What's going to be with me? And to have a feeling of what we're lacking. We get in touch with how distant we are from all these amazing things we've been talking about tonight. The small stature of my soul and my spirit right that now are, that are so far away from holiness, godliness, purity. And when we say the Pasuk from Tehillim, I lift my eyes up to the mountains, where will my help come from? To conjure in our minds, and think about, look at me in this world, what does it mean I look up at the mountains, where, where can I have help from? It's like I'm surrounded by mountains and mountains, stuff it's like mountains that surround me and they block my path everywhere I go how am I ever going to get somewhere here how am I ever going to reach beyond this way of being and from the insides of 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 my heart to, to call to scream i look up at these mountains where in the world will will salvation come from how how the heck am i going to get anywhere what the rebbe always does is he talks to us about amazing sublime things and then talks to us about what it's like to be here. You know, this is what it's like to be a human being. Okay, I told you all this beautiful stuff, but like, you know what it feels like most of the time? It feels like this. You try to talk to me about my root and God and Amunah and Shlema. Okay. It's a beautiful class. I'm going to go home afterwards and do that. Right? Who are you kidding? me, God can save me somehow. That's the only place. The only thing. Yetchil lekarvei nafsho, and continue to bring my to bring my nafsh, bring my soul a little bit closer. The chifah b'machshavatosh b'mochav libod, the chifah chad, khifa chifah Hashem, and and to push my soul in the ma in the thoughts in my mind, and in that what's in my heart. One push, another push, closer and closer towards Hashem. Et Hashem einhu I have God. I have no idea about. It. Seek out and work It is. All I can really feel right now is that I'm distance, I'm distanced from God and that it hurts. And what, what's missing. That's all I can... You know. right. On the conscious level, on, in my mind and in my heart, all I know is how far I am from God. And how hopeless a situation is when I'm left, like given who I am, what I've got. Not Inside what's happening is I'm pushing myself, banging myself against this wall. There's a part of me that I'm pushing beyond what my mind can know, beyond what my where my thinking can. Because according to my thinking right now, according to what I know, there's not anywhere to go. There's not a to turn. There. I'm, I'm, I'm actually pushing myself towards something that I don't know. I don't, I don't, I can't quite see it. Can't really recognize it. That thing that I'm coming closer to. In these moments, This moments of, of pushing myself, of, of calling out, of, of desiring something more, of, of crying out to God and not finding God. What's happening in that moment is that I'm coming closer to something that is unknown to me. Because in its essence, I'm actually I, the thing that I am coming close to, is isn't it? In its essence, it's actually something that is beyond my my ability to intellectually know. I don't know with what with what part of myself I'm I'm activating. I'm coming close now. What's, what's, what's pushing me, what's compelling me forward is not my thoughts. It's not my diburim. It's not my, you know, these like positive statements or mantras. It's not the words that are doing it for me. And it's not my set. There's no thing that I'm doing that's bringing me somewhere else. Rak enav skurot, my eyes are shut. Umachravato, ritzono, v'chol midotav All of my thoughts my whole will, all of my midot, all of my qualities and my emotions, they're all encased and concealed in my soul right now. It's all subsumed in this push, in this conviction, in this desire. What I'm doing in this moment is that I actually have my whole being with me. And I can't see it, and I can't know it, because it's not... Down by any one of these pieces. This is Emunaba Hashem. This is what it means to have belief in God. Not standing on the chair and saying, hey, guess what? I woke up this morning and saw God, and, and I know now how to be close to God, and I know now how to be, you know. The person I need to be in is, well, no, he's, 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 he does could bring us an, an example of experiencing the exact opposite of experience. I have nowhere to turn all of my known options and capabilities like, and in that very moment, there's something that's carrying me. There's something that's still pulsating and pushing inside of me that wants to come closer to something that I, I I don't know what it is. And I'm bound here because I don't know beyond this. And the only way to begin to access something beyond what I know is for that those walls to come from down. Yeah. Is to feel how closed I am when I'm only thinking and knowing things. And in this moment that I you know I would say this is like a moment of desperation, right? It's moment of desperation. I there's, there's no words here even. There's nothing I can do here. There's nothing I can figure. It's not about figuring it out. It's about accessing something that I can only touch when, when all of me is in it. All of me gets pushed, gets pulled in here together. And when I have all of me together, I'm starting to touch something that's beyond what I can possibly know. And what I can possibly strategize. Did you ever like cry over something like a total sense of loss and then like walk away and feel like somehow your life was given back to you? You know, like somehow like something you didn't get an answer but, but something sort of like dropped in. You know something, something opens, and just kind of like it, it, I don't know what I'm going towards. I don't know what of me is is moving here. That is exactly where emunah is happening. Zoti emunah v'ashem lo stam emunah It's not just faith that there is a God. Rakhsh hu It's it's a knowing and it's an emunah that Hashem is my God. There is something that carries me beyond what I'm capable of. I am Hashem's Eved. I'm, I'm totally bound to God. We can't truly, I can't truly become separate from God. And it's sometimes, dafka, specifically in a moment of, Crisis or desperation, or when the, all the other options seem shut, it's sometimes only there that I, I've come to that recognition of, wow, like as far as I'm going to go, like I can't escape. I'm, a shubha, I'm, I'm, I'm closer than I could have ever thought, or imagined, or explained to you, or told myself. And the deeper we go into this kind of amunna, into this emunah, again, that's touching something beyond what's known to me. And the more that I can, I can deepen this sense, and the more that I can raise, lift myself beyond, in a closeness with God that's beyond machshava, that's beyond thinking. Can yuchal acharkach? he her before so then, afterwards, I can have more of this active closeness with God through not just thoughts and through the way I speak and the things that I do. But but the, the starting point of emunah is in that place that I might not be doing any of it. I might not know any of it. But it's when when I when I can touch that. Sort of unknowable, inarticulate sense of connection—that is the roots. That's the beginning point of them. Then, then from there, what can emerge is like, yeah, now I'm going to like doing this, or now I'm, I'm going to learn Torah, and now it, it actually feels like it like it means something because there's there's someone on the other side of this communication, and and maybe my thinking can be informed by that kind of deeper sense of, of an intimate. Boundness to God. I'd love to hear like anyone's thoughts here. I it It's like it. We have this higher eye that like our mahshabuk can't touch. Mm-hmm. And it's like what we have as that that's guiding us through the world is what we see as ourself. Mm-hmm. And we need to get to this place where we see that our death can't help us anymore and mm-hmm. experience that like total death of mm-hmm. of ego, that death of the self as we know it, to see that it's actually something so much higher that's like giving us strength. And then we can like touch that higher thing because we see it's not us anymore. Like mm-hmm. we just I think it's really important that the Rebbe brings us an example. Like if you asked, you know, the, uh, half an hour ago on page one, oh, Hanisha, Mala, your root in God, like when the Rebbe said, let me explain to you what that looks like. You wouldn't imagine this, right? You'd imagine something like very glorious <laughs> and happy, celebratory. I think the Rebbe is specifically giving us an example of where do you meet God beyond what you know? in a place that you would never think God can be there. He has to bring us an example of a place where our bound knowledge cannot reach God, and it only can be through something more total, more all-inclusive than, than the input. Yeah, but kind of like what you're saying, where if you really truly want God you know, and like, you in know, you just realize that
0: he your
1: mind. Mm-hmm. Your that's Instead, not not mm-hmm. And and I think you know we have a uh, a cultural <clears> bias, <throat> like that cuts across every sort of level of 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 life that. That the intellect is the most important thing, the most valuable thing, the most worthwhile. You know, if you can explain something to me intellectually, then it means that it's that you know it, or that it means that it's real, or that it's true. And what we see from we see in, this is kind of one of the foundations of Chassidut, but what the Rebbe articulates so so carefully here is, it actually works the other way around. The thing that's the realist may not have any words for it. Don't discount that, That's your roots. That's where that's where it begins. It begins, and 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 maybe if you can tap into that that baseline enough, so maybe your thoughts will begin to sort of like emerge from it. Maybe you'll have something to say about it, and maybe you won't. But but don't go don't be misled by, by the world and by your own thinking to go find God in, in, in your own thoughts or in somebody else's thoughts. Mm-hmm. See, see? This word hits hits Kirahut, that intimacy of coarseness. Mm-hmm. So we become so absorbed by it, for it to be real, mm-hmm. we no longer have in. We become that. Yeah. Yeah. We become that. Uh-huh. And it's only because we can't control it. Mm-hmm. And we can't define it. And we can't articulate it. It's like totally letting go mm-hmm. for that for that moment. So, mm-hmm. And that's what we're desperate for. Mm-hmm. I believe that's mm-hmm. what the assessment is saying. That's what we're seeking. That's what we're desperate for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is to experience it. We're not, we're not desperate. We're not hungry to believe in God. Right, I can be satisfied by that until I'm not anymore. Uh-huh. Right, until it just doesn't, right. doesn't add up anymore. I'm thinking of warm chocolate chip cookies. uh uh-huh. <clears throat> You could talk about all the details of the cookies and the ingredients and uh-huh. where they're sourced from and different measurements and you could spend all, it and it's very different than just taking a bite of a really nice warm chocolate chip cookie. Uh-huh. Still. Bring <laughs> it home, brother. <laughs> and you don't have to say anything. But if somebody else has had a nice chocolate chip cookie, then you could talk about mm. the recipes, and it means a whole and different. And you know, yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, and then you know, like tasting Like what? Like imagine you told somebody the recipe, but they've never tasted that. Oh, and what's it supposed to taste like? How do I know if it came out well? It's mm. the wrong question. Right? If you're asking that question, you shouldn't be baking cookies. We're going to, we're going to, we'll continue with the rest of this text next week. Kind of a dense, a dense piece. And, but I, I want to take just a couple minutes here and give ourselves a chance to feel into this Torah a little bit. Because just hearing his words is, 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 is powerful, but uh, remember, we said there's, that we're talking about something that doesn't has to be down there. So just take a moment to uh, come into your, your body here. Every one of us carries a way in which we know ourselves from as early as we can. It's a piece of us that maybe other people get a peek peek of, maybe people who are closer to know more. But I'm not even talking now about the details. I'm just talking about the, the sense of knowingness and of familiarity about yourself and you know, just take a take a few moments to, to give that attention let yourself feel feel yourself feel that, that way you know yourself Place that's maybe not able to be known outside. that call that place unknown. No so let that I mean now that from the moment it's been known. But I've been carried I've brought here. Every moment of my life, every experience, whether I was conscious of it or not. Sani has been with me. And the Sani has been carried by Hashem. Just take these last few moments to just feel what is the quality Quality of the relationship with my origin, with my source, with Hashem. What's the quality of the relationship from that Miami has? Doesn't need words or even necessarily any imagery, but if that comes, it's fine. What does it feel like? And what would it be like more of my, I mean can be with me in my life now? Is there a certain feeling that I can connect to that brings me back in touch with that? Is there a certain Image or, or sense. And if you don't know, it's just let yourself carry the question. How do I bring more? You're going to start with, you you can come back to the room as you're ready to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Many of these recordings are from Rabbi Ami's ongoing weekly classes, given at Yeshivat Sharei Shalom in Jerusalem. For more information, go to shareshalom.org.il forward slash about. This podcast is supported in part from a grant from the Hadar Institute. The music is by Rav Daniel Kohn. The audio engineer is David Kwan. For more from the Shefa Podcast Network, visit our Facebook page, and please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts.